Hi, everybody. I'm Katina McHenry, the host of the new podcast called Fuck Fear, letting go of the fear that keeps us from living more freely. This is my very first episode. And don't think that I am not nervous right now and not a little bit afraid to jump into this very new space for me. But I'm doing it anyway. Through the years, I have always been curious about fear because I have faced it very head on in my first um, marriage and throughout my life, in my career, in parenting, um, and just in relationships. I think my first relationship really made me nervous about other relationships that I've had through the years and just um, not sure if I would be able to tolerate it or stand it or if someone would be able to tolerate or stand me. So anyway, I, I'm jumping into this. I am very excited to do so, but nervous at the same time. But I want to just talk to you about where this idea of the podcast came from. So if you've been following me, you know that I wrote a book called Married to a Narcissist, Enduring the Struggle and Finding You Again. And that book was released in 2018. Yes, 2018. And it was a huge project. I have been a journalist. I have been um, in broadcast news. And ultimately, I'm a storyteller. My core is uh, in storytelling. And I write. And so I had been writing throughout that first marriage and uh, and relationship. And the evolution of the book um, was just half of the book is journal entries and the other half is how I came out of that relationship. But the person I was married to, um, I think, is a combination of a narcissist, a sociopath and a psychopath. And he's gotten worse over the years. So anyway, my first book focuses on that relationship, how I endured it, how I came out of it. And the journal entries are really raw and they... Um, encompass my experience of dealing with a narcissist and living with a narcissist. If you know anything about narcissism, you know that one of the taxes, tactics that they use to keep you under control is fear. They tell you all kinds of things. They uh, tell you things that are not true. They lie to you constantly. They tell you that you, basically make you feel you're unworthy of anything. And, um, and and they tell you all kinds of things about yourself. You're not this, you're not that. They make you feel like you're not good enough in the relationship. And so many years of that, of just being verbally abused, psychologically abused, you become basically putty. And that that is where they want you. So they can mold you into the person that they want. Somebody who is submissive, somebody who is basically just afraid and I've, I've never been physically abused, but I know from interactions with other people who have been physically abused, fear is a very strong, obviously, tactic in relationships where there is physical abuse. No matter, though, abuse is abuse, and it is something that the narcissist uses. So as I started thinking about my second book and and where I wanted to spend time um what I wanted to spend time working on, I 
thought my second book would be just a continuation of the first book. But then I thought, I don't want to go back to that dark place. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I am exhausted. I am exhausted talking about a narcissistic, toxic relationship because it does bring you down. And talking about it takes you back to such a horrible experience. And I didn't want to do that. So I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about. Well, Fear has kept me from doing so many things. I think it kept me in the relationship longer than I should have because I was afraid, afraid that I would mess up my children, afraid that I was responsible for breaking up the family, afraid that how was I going to do it on my own, even though I'm a very strong person. I know that I know my own strength and I know that I can do things on my own, but I was just afraid, afraid of Um, of things not going well, afraid of failure. And so I didn't want to spend any more time talking about that. I wanted to talk about things that are more uplifting and talk about um, ways to better yourself and better myself and, and, and find better experiences. And so as a broadcast journalist, though, one of the things I've always been curious about is fear, what fear does to be people as a news reporter, I talked to people every single day. I interviewed every people every single day. And it was always interesting to me to see how people would react when a reporter was around with a microphone and camera. Some people completely shied away from it. And some people gravitated toward us <laughs> and me with the microphone and camera. And I was all I always wondered, where is the why? Why do people behave that way? Why are people afraid of certain things? Why are people afraid of speaking out? Why are people afraid of telling their story? What is it that keeps people from making certain decisions? And so that's how we get to this podcast is really how and why. And I know that you've experienced it, right? You've experienced fear in so many different ways. And there have been so many things that I have decided not to do because I was afraid of whatever, fill in the blank, A, B, and C, <laughs> or D, E, F, G, H. The list goes on, right, of all the things that we're afraid of and all the reasons that we decide not to do something. So talking about just the book And coming out of that relationship, I really wanted to get to the core of what fear is, why it is such an influential force in our lives, and what can we do to get over that fear. I'm also a very brave person. I don't let certain things stop me from doing anything. I just do it. I just go and I do it. Um, Several years ago, I learned of this company called My Intent, and they are a jewelry company, but they make one type of jewelry. It's this bracelet that um, has these little a circle, these round um, little gold plated um, uh, circles, basically, um, that you wear on your arm. And the intent is you choose one word, whatever you're feeling, I guess, whatever emotion you're feeling, you choose a word and they ask you, what's your word? You probably have seen these commercials or um, ads on social media and they ask you, what's your word? And so one of my words, when I first came across them at that point, it was forgiveness, forgiving myself. And there's an episode that you'll hopefully listen to um, that is titled Fear of Forgiveness. There, actually, there are two, Fear of Forgiveness 
of forgiving yourself and fear of forgiving family members. Anyway, that's kind of where the evolution of of that that those two episodes came from is just learning that it is important to forgive yourself. And I didn't even know that that was um, that was a thing that that was possible, that that was an option forgiving myself. I didn't even know that was an option. I've been raised to forgive others. And when somebody says sorry to you, you just forgive them. And that's it. And you go on, you forgive and you forget. But that doesn't always go well. That's not always reality. Anyway, at this particular point in my life, my word was brave because I um, I packed up my children. We moved. And one of my friends said to me, and I, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have a job. I have three children. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I didn't want to live the way I was living in that very toxic environment in that relationship. And so when we moved, I had lunch with, um, we moved from one state to another. So yeah, my children were two, four and seven at that point. And I was sitting down having lunch with one of my friends um, that I've been friends with for a very long time, somebody I worked with, and, and now we're, we're dear friends. But anyway, he said to me, gosh, you're brave. And no one had ever said that to me before. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? What do, he goes, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people just stay in the relationship and they don't do what you did. You're very brave. And I had never thought about it. Like that before, I was like, oh, well, I guess I am brave, <laughs> but um, I, I don't let things stop me from doing things that I know I want to do and need to do. I just I just do it without thinking sometimes twice about it. I just know that it's something that I need to do. So I chose the word brave. And that really was the starting point of this entire evolution that I've gone through in my life. So where the title of the podcast came from really takes me back to when my daughter was probably six years old. At this point, we um, were separated from uh, separate and divorced um, from their dad. And so it was just me and the three children and my three children. And my daughter, when she was, I guess, about six years old, she would run down the hallway to my room in the middle of the night. And she would not walk, but she would run and jump in the bed. And after several nights of that, I asked her, I was like, why are you running down the hall? And she said, because they're monsters. And I said, no, there are no monsters. So that, so one of the nights we just sat in bed. And so I'm talking to her about why she's running down the hall. And she was telling me, I'm afraid of the monsters. I'm like, we call her Sweet Pea. I said, Sweet Pea, there are no monsters. You're okay. You're safe. And so I'm going through this whole thing with her. And finally, after that conversation, I had to write this chapter. And so I want to read the chapter to you because it will give you insight as to how this podcast, how the title came about. The chapter is called Fuck Fear. So here goes. My daughter explained to me the reason she's hesitant to come into my room late at night is because she's afraid of walking down the hall at night. Rather than walk, she runs until she gets to my room. Then she knows she's safe. I asked her what she was afraid of. Monsters chasing me, she said. 
my response turned into a diatribe of reasons not to be afraid of anything. You can do anything and you should never be afraid of anything or anyone. There's nothing another human can do to you. There are no monsters. You are safe. And then before I could even put it back down my throat, I told her, fuck fear. It just fell out of my mouth and she died laughing. (laughs) I apologized profusely for using the word in her presence, but it was truly how I felt and it just came out. It sparked another conversation about why we're afraid of certain things, but it's something that's been on my heart for a very long time. We as humans are afraid of a myriad of things, public speaking, taking a leap of faith, doing something new or living our dreams. Those in or recovering from an abusive narcissistic relationship like me are often constantly afraid of their ex, afraid of what they will do next, afraid of what they'll say, afraid of how they will respond to a conversation or a situation, afraid of how they will try to deliberately hurt you or your children, afraid of them and afraid of their impending verbal attacks. Just this weekend, a dear friend asked me to take down an Instagram post she's in because she was afraid of how her ex-husband would use the information against her in their upcoming court appearance. He's constantly suing her, and they're headed for yet another round. My daughter was hysterically crying one evening, afraid of what my ex would do to her brothers because I decided to keep her home since she had to be at school before dawn the next morning for an out-of-town science competition. She would rather stay in an abusive situation with her father than to do something she thought would upset him and cause him to behave erratically. He does things just to get back at you, mommy. She's only 11 and she's aware of his narcissism. I'm constantly afraid of what's waiting for me when the other shoe will drop, what he'll do next and what he'll tell my children. I often talk myself out of being afraid, but many times it affects what I do when it comes to interacting with him. If I have to. Bullies only have words and abuse, whether psychological, emotional, emotional or verbal to control you and keep you under their thumb. But what are words? It's another scare tactic. Their words, their outrageous actions, their attacks. It's all about control and abuse of power. But for you, it's mind over matter. If your mind refuses to take their attacks to heart, then there's nothing to be afraid of. We cannot give another human being that much power over us. We have control over our own mind and actions. My ex called the police on me before in front of my boys. He wanted to try and scare me. He wanted the children to see the drama and he wanted them to be afraid too. If he scares us, then he has control. Verbalizing fuck fear reminded me that bullies are sick, miserable people who have their own personal problems that has nothing to do with you. Their insecurities make them afraid of not being liked, of losing control of what people think of them. Narcissists project their fears onto you. They bully and cause you fear because they are, in fact, afraid. Afraid of your leaving, afraid of you not giving them attention, afraid of criticism, afraid of being alone, and the list goes on. They are cowards with low self-esteem. And this was, of course, back. Um, I wrote this chapter, gosh, several years ago when President Trump was still president. 
Today, First Lady Melania Trump publicly spoke out about her platform, cyberbullying. I tweeted her that we know it's her cry for help, and I took the opportunity to present her with my first book, Married to a Narcissist. Although few people call him one, her husband is a classic narcissist, an outspoken bully, yet she works to combat the behavior. Fuck fear. Because there's nothing to be afraid of. If you have faith and a relationship with God, he has not given you the spirit of fear, but rather of power, love, and a sound mind. That comes from 2 Timothy 1.7. And I also wrote Proverbs 29.25. So that is where the origin of this podcast comes from. The origin is from... My epiphany and my realization that you don't have to be afraid of anything. There's nothing to fear, but fear itself. And so I'm saying in this podcast, fuck fear. That is how we need to look at fear. It's just to say, fuck it. Why am I afraid? Why am I afraid? There's nothing to be afraid of. So that's what brings us to this now new venture of mine in this new space is saying fuck fear to everything that I am afraid of, everything that you're afraid of. And so as I continue to come out of the fear of what the narcissist is going to do, and mind you, I am still dealing with the malignant narcissist. So let's go back to that time. I was married in the year 2000. It is now 2021. I've been married, divorced since then. I was officially divorced in 2010. And I thought that getting divorced would end all of the abuse. No, fuck no, hell no, it's still happening. So we got divorced and um, so we separated a year before we actually got divorced. We separated, I moved with the children from Alabama back to Texas. But that didn't stop, of course, the abuse. So it took him a year to sign the divorce papers, not because there were complications, because he just didn't want to do it. He didn't want to face anything that was difficult and hard. So we had to figure out a way to get him to sign the papers. So finally, he signed the papers. But since then, he has sued me four times. And two of those um, instances were within the same year, back to back. So right now I am going through another legal battle with my ex-husband. We've been divorced at this point, 11 years in 2019, when the children went to visit him for their summer break, he decided not to return the children, not to put them back on the plane, back home from Alabama, back to Texas. I didn't know that he was planning to do this until I get to the airport and pick up my children. They were not there on the plane. I'm standing at the gate waiting for them to get off the plane. Everyone gets on th- off the plane and they are not there. When I get to the airport, I check in with the ticket agent at the counter and ask her if these three people, my three children, have checked into their, their flight. They were flying back from Atlanta. That is our drop off pickup point. The gate agent told me they were not on the plane that they well they, that that they had not checked in yet. By this point, they should have checked in. She says, "Don't worry, you know, it's still there's still you know people are still boarding the plane. Um, check back." 
So I waited about 30 minutes. I checked back with her. She says, no, they have not checked in. So I'm like, try not to freak out. But the night before, my daughter texted me and she said, I'm afraid that we're not going to be or that we're not going to make our flight back to Austin. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, I can't talk about it. And I texted her back and said, what do you mean you can't talk about it? I said, where are you? She says, I'm not supposed to say. And I said, what do you mean you're not supposed to say? And she said, again, I can't talk about it. So from then, from that point, I was so afraid of what was happening. I knew he was going to try something. Whenever he has the children, it is an opportunity for him to do something, to do something crazy. So here was his opportunity, right? And I should have been prepared for it because like I said, anytime he has the children, it's his opportunity. So fast forward to me at the airport waiting for them to get off the plane. Everyone gets off the plane. They close the doors. They clean the plane. And my children are not there. My dad was here visiting. So I texted him and I said, the children are not on the plane. Um, I- I'm not sure what's going on. I text their dad. I called their dad. I emailed their dad. This is my children's dad. My dad was also, (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't mean to confuse him. My dad was also here visiting, waiting for the children to get back so he could spend time with them. Their dad, my children's dad, is the one who I was emailing, calling, and texting, asking him, where are the children? He waits an hour to respond to my messages. And he tells me that I have to go there to Alabama to pick them up. I was like, fuck no, they were supposed to be on the plane. So anyway, fast forward, I call a lawyer, I do all these things trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Mind you, I'd already paid for the children's plane tickets for them to come back. They were supposed to be on the plane. So my dad and I fly out the next morning. I am advised by a lawyer to go and get my children, but don't tell them that I'm coming because He may move the children and you may be playing this cat and mouse game. We get there to pick up my children. It takes me three days to get them back. And here's why. He wanted to scare me. He wanted to control me. He wanted to control the outcome. He wanted to control my reaction. He wanted to freak me out and fuck me over and scare me. So it kind of worked. But his ultimate goal And this is where the psychotic part comes in and and how dangerous it is to be within the presence of a narcissist. His objective was to sue me again, but he wanted me to be served in person with the paperwork. He wanted to see my reaction. He wanted to get a rise out of me. So he knew that if he used the children, my children as pawns, I would come for them. He knew I would come for them. So he put them in the middle of a situation. He created a situation. He put them in the middle of it. And then he wanted to watch the whole thing go down. No matter my children's own safety and well-being, that was not his concern. So I am still dealing with him, which is why this work of doing this podcast is very important to me right now, because I have to prove to myself and I have been for a very long time afraid of speaking out because I didn't know what the narcissist was going to do. And so here is the evolution of this work and this project. My my 
first project, the book, was my speaking out and not being silent anymore. I got to a place where I was sick of being silent. Well, that work was very angering to the narcissist, right? Because I was speaking about speaking out about the things that were happening. And what I realized is that there are so many people that were going through and have gone through a similar situation with a narcissist, not just in a relationship, but at work, parents who are narcissists, siblings who are narcissists. And so it is amazing how the work has resonated. And when I decided to say fuck fear, I was able to be and feel more alive, more free and more liberated. And so now we get to what we're talking about today, this podcast and, and, and the evolution of it. It is my attempt to continue not being afraid to speak out and not being afraid to give others a voice of speaking out. And I want to highlight ways in which we all have been afraid. And so here we are. This podcast is an effort to allow people to share their stories of how fear has kept them from doing whatever it is in their whatever it is in their hearts that they know they need to do. And also talking to experts about ways that we can implement and strategies we can implement in our own lives so that we can no longer live with fear. But what I've also realized in asking questions is it is it is healthy to have a certain amount of fear, right? Because fear also protects us. Fear keeps us from entering into situations that are potentially dangerous, like physically dangerous and physically harmful and mentally dangerous. And so it is good to have a healthy amount of fear because that keeps us cautious. That keeps us also defensive in a way. And so, yes, while it is healthy to have a good amount, while it is good to have a healthy amount of fear, it is also crippling. And so I hope through our conversations on this podcast that we can all learn to let go of the fears that are holding us back from doing the thing we need to do, starting a business, leaving that relationship, applying for that job. Because you are worthy. You are worthy. Not being afraid of your own success. Not being afraid to say no. Not being afraid to tell your children no. Because this is not good for you. In so many areas. There are so many things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. So many fears that we're going to talk about on this podcast. That I am so excited to delve into and to explore with you and to really get to the bottom of with you. Don't think that I'm not afraid, though. Don't think that I am not afraid <laughs> to launch into this. I am nervous because I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how well it's going to resonate with you, the audience. I don't know. Um, how critical people are going to be. And I think that's probably where most of my um, anxiety and apprehension about this comes from is I don't know how well it's going to resonate. And I also don't know how critical people are going to be. I know people are going to be critical. I know people are going to have negative things to say. So I have to prepare myself for that and prepare myself to handle that. So I'm ready. So bring it on. Fuck fear. Whatever you have to say, whatever, <laughs> say it. It leads to more conversation. So bring it. 
But some of the other things we're going to talk about fear of living black. This is something I fear on a regular basis, mainly for my children. I'm fine. But for my children, I have two boys and a daughter. But this podcast will be broken down into four different topic areas. Fear in your career, fear in life, fear in relationships, and fear in parenting. And other those under those four umbrellas, we're going to talk about a lot of different topic areas. Fear of not being heard or seen, fear in management, fear in life, um, fear of forgiveness. That's a huge one that I talked about earlier. Fear of being unfulfilled, fear of trying something new, fear of parenting. I'm not afraid of being a parent. I'm afraid of not doing it right, (laughs) which I think a lot of parents may experience this. And then fear in relationships, fear of letting go. That is a huge one because it took me a long time to let go of and and get used to the idea of being divorced and not being a family. But what I also realized is that if it's a healthy family unit, then you will always be a family. But in the relationship that I was in, it was a horrible relationship. And I was afraid of feeling guilty of being the one who broke up the family And I was afraid of feeling that guilt and that pain. And I was afraid that my children would hold me responsible. And I was afraid that my children would resent me. But what I didn't realize at the time that I was going through the experience and, and going through the divorce process was that it is our job to take children out of unhealthy and toxic situations. That's what they appreciate is us having the bravery to get them out of those situations. It is not worth it to stay in a relationship where there is no love because you're teaching them to accept something for yourself and you're teaching them to accept something for themselves that is neither true nor authentic and void of love. And you're teaching them to accept less from people. So I didn't know that at the time, I just knew I had to get out of that situation. So really, that is the root of everything that this podcast has about. But let me go on. Um, Fear of the bully. There will be an episode where I talk to my daughter about the bully in her life. And it is not the typical school bully that you would think of. So I am really excited for you to hear that episode because she has been able to express and she's been able to interpret what she was dealing with and also express in very clear, intelligent ways of what she was dealing with. Fear of self-care. A lot of us women, I think men too, are afraid of taking care of ourselves because it means that we're going to have to stop doing something or giving time to other people and giving attention to other people. And how are they going to react to that? So that one is, I think is going to be a really important episode. I mean, they all are important, right? I think all these topics in fear and related to fear are important. So anyway, I'm just thrilled to, to introduce this podcast. I am thrilled to sit down and have one-on-one conversations. I am thrilled to get back to my core of storytelling and interviewing and asking questions. And I am thrilled to delve deeper into this topic of fear. So what I'm going to leave you with today is 
There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And because I believe in God, I want to leave you with what I go back to many times when I'm afraid is this verse from 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of but rather of power, love, and a sound mind. And you guys know that when you're afraid, it clouds your mind and it clouds your judgment, right? And you can't think clearly. So the purpose of this podcast is to help all of us get through whatever it is, the fear of whatever it is that we're experiencing in our own life so that we can let go. And you know that feeling of letting go, that feeling of freedom and liberation when you can finally say, fuck fear. Oh, what that feels like in your bones and in your soul and what it feels like as you go through life. When you were able to let go and be free and liberated, oh my God, there is nothing like that feeling. So I want that for myself. I want that for you. So here we go. Letting go of the fear, swallowing the fear, spitting out the fear. And you know what? Finally, giving fear the fucking finger (laughs) and saying, fuck you, fear. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. So thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, I hope you do right now at this moment. Take a moment. Do it right now. Hit the subscribe button. I'm your host, Katina McHenry. And I am so excited to take this journey along with you. So here we go, everybody. Fuck fear. We're doing this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Yes. Woo. Yes, let's go. Thank you.